0: On this week's Bet the Process podcast, we will have a rambling discussion of Jambos, Tout's, and other subjects that, that Rufus and I find interesting, and hopefully you do too. We actually spend a fair amount of time on what we consider to be the college or what ESPN considers to be the college marquee games, and then we roll around the NFL and actually pretty much give a pick on every game, but we end with our official bet the process picks. And for me, there's only one way to go, and that's up um, for Rufus. Hopefully he gives you guys some value. So with that, let's start the process. Bet, bet, I bet, I
1: bet the process. Fet, pet, pet, the process welcome to the podcast bet the process it's not that typical cookie cutter nonsense if you came just for pics you're in the wrong place find a town with the narrative to make a strong case instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking we're looking for the edge of massy peabody rankings crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven media coverage of sports
0: gambling welcome to the latest episode of the bet the process podcast it's the long-awaited episode Um, of week three of the NFL because I'm on a roll so far on the Tony Kornheiser show, Rufus, in eight games that I've given out. Guess how many wins I have? Seven. (laughs) One. (laughs) Oh, damn it. I was going to say, were these my picks? No, they're they're hybrid. I mean, I always like for – our model doesn't really kick in until – I think this week we start betting some games, but our volume doesn't really go up until week four. And I don't actually even know – how much i'm going to like how big i'm going to bet our our sides for because i don't think we really did much to our stuff in the off season i'm uh, as you know i'm i'm peeling back the betting operations a little bit and just becoming a media mogul or a tout buster maybe maybe both would be interesting things to be less betting more business huh fewer fewer betting more business something like that so did you want to talk we might as well off the top talk about jambos because you you just showed me a, a dm where Schwimmer says we endorse them and, and said we think they're going to beat the market long term. I'm not sure Schwimmer listened to our podcast based on that statement. What's it? he? He does, but we've talked about this. He's he's selective. He's like the he's like the example. He's like the uh, poster child. They should have a picture of him on Wikipedia when they talk about what confirmation bias is. He's only remembering facts that support uh, something that he believes already and you know, that's the, the challenge with this, right? Like he even said to you when you guys were talking like, Oh, you, 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 you said you didn't want to have me on because, you know, I'll have an answer for everything. And we did say that we didn't say his answer would be correct for everything. We just said he'd have an answer for it. And I mean, I think you and I felt like that would be exhausting to have on a podcast versus actually like interesting or productive. It would be exhausting.
1: Well, I mean, there's a world. Sorry, go ahead. No, he's uh, he's messaged me a little, saying that um, asking when I'm going to get balls to have an intelligent, professional conversation with him, and he's gotten a lot of comments about how I'm running away. So, I think he's also. If, uh, I've, I've I seen moderate, his Twitter feed, and
0: the co- sorry. Can I moderate the discussion between the two of you, like your panelists but, alone. I thought he
1: it? wanted it to be between the f- three of us, but
0: I don't. I don't have any like the way that he. The one conversation I had with him on the phone. And then generally, I don't have a desire to sort of get in a tete-a-tete with him um, on our podcast. Anyways, but one of the things I found interesting, and I tweeted about this. Did you see the thing I tweeted about w- in regards to them? I'm not sure basically, which thing you're
1: referring to. I can, I can look it up right now.
0: Yeah, I was basically referring to them referring to their Sunday record. It was a few weeks ago. And it was the toutiest touting tweet that there ever was. Basically... It, oh this yes okay this
1: was on saturday yeah i remember this
0: yeah oh we have, we actually also have to talk about your friend this guy who hates you that's always david miller oh, I, is. I i blocked him so i can't see any of his i know that traits. was a, it was you should unblock him because it's really good content he's providing okay he says you have to fill me in um, do you know how much he, he has a video where he shows him him moving the line at chris based on a bet now Anyone who bets at Chris, who's mildly sharp, knows that they probably will move the line if they try to double bet something. How how much do they move the line on you guys when you try to double bet something, or do you not even really try to double
1: bet? When we try to double bet, well, some places, you know, like Sports Four Eleven, I guess credit stuff won't let you um, double pop things anymore. Even like for for example, for second halves, so I, I noticed that even if you have even if the line's moved,
0: wait, they won't let you double pop no. it on on Sport Four One One. Nope which is yeah, then you're, so so then you're in a whole different category
1: oh i thought that was i assume that's sort of an overall sports 401 one I'm, thing I'm that is sure that, changed
0: i'm pretty sure that i can still double pop things so you're in a different category than i am which makes it's just like when i when when i show you my bovada account and you're like oh wow you have the super square bovada lines
1: <laughs> that's a skill you can keep yourself getting the square of a lot of lines like that would keep getting accounts through that would be like
0: amazing yeah here here is what it said so he so jambo said our saturday ends with a nine five and two plus three point five nine units evening full recap to come tomorrow morning but the whole thing was their saturday was net negative and that tweet makes it sound like their saturday ends with a nine, five and two day, even though it says nine, five and two evening, which is like the whole problem with touting. And this is like the conversation and the argument that we got into with Dr. Bob, or that I got into Dr. Bob. Anytime you try to sell picks, you're always gonna present those picks in the best light possible. Anytime you try to sell anything, you're gonna try to present it in the best light possible. That's what marketing is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't expect that he's going to make himself look worse than he is but this is like the definition of what touting is it's misleading and it makes you think that they're better than they really were when they had a negative down day for saturday
1: i'll I'll say this though i, I kind of looked into this and you know as an independent tweet definitely agree 100% but they recapped their afternoon before so it's sort of like now onto the evening but if you don't if this is the one that gets the attention and nobody sees the one you know that because their algorithms whatever they don't see the one that says you know they were negative whatever units during the afternoon.
0: Yeah. No, no, I I I don't actually think there was anything malicious. I don't either meant by this tweet. I really don't. I don't think they were trying to mislead. But again, this is the problem with selling picks and having and like marketing yourself and like actively selling picks. You're gonna do things like this and they're gonna end up being misleading no matter how much you strive to be different and change the industry. Anyways.
1: Yeah. I mean it honestly it's more of the same it's, it feels to me, you know, their Twitter looks like it's the action network with all these gifts <laughs> and like, except they have like, you know, what one 300th of the followers of the action network. But
0: have you seen the action network ad where there's like a video of this woman, they're all like watching a game together and she like wins or something and they're like, Oh, how does she keep winning? And she opens up the action network and it shows like one of those sports insight bet percentages that helps her tell what to bet on. And that's oh, how she keeps winning. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or I have I not seen that bad, ad, but am I doing a bad job describing this or do you understand yeah. the visual?
1: By the way, those bet percentages, I I, I completely get what you're saying.
0: <laughs> the bet There's, percentages things, the fact that they just, they won't let those go. And you know, like everyone gives us crap about not being critical enough of the action network. And you know, we've been clear, at least I've been clear that I have friends over there and, you know, what not. Um, so do I. But that, but that, 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 that I have friends, Jeff, believe it or not. Try, trying to make so much out of this bet percentage thing is something that I just wish they would let go of. Well,
1: Jeff, like, I mean, I think reverse,
0: the the concept, of reverse line movement, all this crap, it's like, it's just, it just drives me crazy.
1: Well, it's, you know, the bet, perc- you, you, it, it all depends on where those numbers are coming from too. And at what price, if you know that, you know, 50, Nine percent of the people bet you know this team at you know overall when the line moved from plus seven to plus four. well, probably you know most maybe the, most of those bets were at plus seven that doesn't tell you anything about what's good at plus four and then
0: no yes yeah, cer- certainly comprehensive knowledge of what the market is doing and has done is interesting and could be valuable. but looking straight at the way that those bet percentages are presented, I would say is not incredibly valuable. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. You need more information. You need to know specifically where it's coming from. um, The timing of it, all this stuff. I mean, there's a lot of information that could have value, I think, but just a blanket, this is the bet percentage. This is the money percentage to me doesn't have value because it's so different. And it's so different from book to book. Like I saw someone from the action network tweeted out something about, about like FanDuel, like having 90 5% 5% of that's on one particular side. And then it's like the action networks app literally had it like at 58% or 60% or something like that. So it just shows that different books are taking completely different action and completely different money. I mean, you see these tweets every now and then about a book that is you know taking like mid six figures on this, or, you know, I guess. FanDuel now is trying to get their limits increased so they can take a bet and have more than $5 million of liability on the Astros to win it all. So you have these big bets that can really skew things, too. And so it depends on, you know, which, not are, which I can guarantee are probably not from sharp clientele. That's why they're able to make those huge bets. So it, it, it really, you, you need to know more.
0: Yes. You need to know more. What's interesting, and, and this is you know to Captain Jack's uh, statement that I try to mention Spanky once a, once a podcast. In many ways, this is what Spanky's software is trying to do, right? It's trying to sort of analyze the market and then move quickly on information that they're able to discern across different platforms before the market completely adjusts.
1: Yes. And I'm sure there's a lot more inputs than, than just what the bet percentage is.
0: No, 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 I know. But what I'm saying is essentially what he is doing is reading the market and then looking for places where the market has not become efficient yet and then capitalizing on that. Correct. So in many ways it's the same sort of approach which is trying to discern value of predictiveness from like a wisdom of the crowds kind of thing where you're able to like uh, isolate the the noise, the signal from the noise, to quote um, our friend Nate Silver.
1: Yeah, Nate Silver, who had a podcast with Andrew Yang in the airport the other day. They they ran into each other in the airport and recorded a podcast, which I was actually planning on listening to later this
0: afternoon. Isn't Yang? What, what's the story on Yang? So Yang, you know, Yang went to high school. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I asked but you about him. He was you were like, awesome. who is this guy? Well, he was. He was much, much older, much younger than I am. I was, am. I am of a uh shall we say seasoned age
1: so was he nerdier than you
0: i mean what is what does that even mean how do you <laughs> define nerdiness is what's the criteria
1: i'll let you define it
0: i mean i played sports in high school i played varsity sports does that make me a nerd i did really well in math in high school does that make me a nerd um i got picked on when i was a freshman in high school does that make me a nerd you tell me i don't know it's
1: I think you. Get By the to way, I did listen to our
0: podcast last week, and I hadn't drank a single thing, and I just sound drunk the whole podcast because I think I was just like out of it from the red eye. You I were... also took a red eye today, and I'm a lot better today. I don't sound quite as as uh, as just whatever I sounded last time.
1: Well, I'm on a red eye tomorrow, so go team.
0: Go team. Where are you going?
1: Barcelona.
0: What? You got to go get Iberico ham. Do you have you ever had ham in Spain? I've never been to Spain. I've, oh my God. I spent God. a month in Portugal. Get Spend the first two or three days just eating Iberico ham. I can do that. It's like the only, it's like a, it's like a phenomenon. It tastes like candy. It's so amazing. It's so good. I actually went to, um, lunch in New York with our friend, Jason Rosenthal. Rosen, Rosenfeld, Rosenfeld. And we went and had Iberico ham, at a place in Hudson yards together.
1: Was it as good as the Iberico ham in Spain?
0: No, nothing's as good as Iberico Ham in Spain. Well, I'm excited about that. So,
1: yeah, Barcelona and then You should Mallorca. go to a
0: restaurant called Tickets. Try to get into Tickets in Barcelona. It's like a unbelievable dining experience.
1: Can I Can I tell them I know Jeff Ma? Will that help?
0: You can tell them you know that, but it definitely will not help. They'll be like, who the hell is that? And in Barcelona, they speak Catalan, so good luck speaking to them.
1: Well, I don't speak Spanish anyway, so that actually probably is good for me.
0: Because that well, Catalan's means, not Spanish.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not... Ex- you know, it's, it's less bad if not knowing the language. It's, it's like, fewer, you know, when I lived bad. in Bulgaria, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't expected to know Bulgarian, so it was okay.
0: But how about when you lived in Brazil, where you expected to know Brazilian? I never lived in Brazil. But you didn't even get the joke. I did get it. What was the joke? A Brazilian
1: is a type of massage chef. No. Or waxing. Sorry.
0: But Brazilian's not a language. I know. What's the language of Brazil? Portuguese. Yay! All right, yeah. everyone's better for this conversation. Um, what you you wanted to talk about? Like Michael Lopez, who is a very sharp guy. Um, well, well, Jeff, I think what we should talk about this within the context of
1: once we get to the NFL stuff. Okay, because I think it it, it I think it fits in better there once okay, we so, start talking about NFL.
0: So I mentioned um, my start. On the Kornheiser show being one and seven, um, having been against Kansas City twice, I didn't feel bad about last week, even though basically there was like a three minute stretch where Kansas City just boat raced Oakland. Uh, yeah, They're up anyways, like
1: 10 nothing. I mean, Oakland was up 10 nothing early. I saw that I was like, this is you know, looking promising.
0: This is great. And then, okay, so then we gave out on the podcast, Maryland minus seven. I gave them out on the Kornheiser show. And at game time, that line, actually on Chris, I saw right at game time, it was actually four and a half.
1: It went all the way down to four and a half, huh? Yeah,
0: Yeah, it went all the way down to four and a half on Chris. And, you know, when something like that happens... Do you go? Uh, I think this is a dead bet. Not just because of the not just because of the value you lost, but just generally, like when the market is in that much disagreement on a game of that type, do you just realize you're on the wrong side? Well, without a narrative either,
1: without so, without any fundamental change impacting it, right? Like, so, what um, do you what do you yeah, taking, like, What do I make of it? Like, what, I don't what like do you, it. What's that? I don't like it.
0: Obviously, it makes, well, no, you know, I nice. mean, obviously, you don't like it. But like, if you look back on that bet. Where do you think is happening there? Is it just that your market, your your numbers, are overreacting to the short sample size of the season so far? You know, like if you looked at the numbers, if you looked at the way the game played, Maryland actually had a chance to win that game, a very good chance. They blew a bunch of opportunities. But then if you look at the underlying statistics, meaning like the actual yards per play and that kind of thing, Temple actually dominated. Yeah,
1: Temple was far better in the
0: game. It wasn't like, even though Maryland had a chance to win that game and potentially even cover it just the way that the game played out, the actual stats were that, that Temple was definitely the right side. Certainly, plus seven. What do you think is happening there? Do you think there's just stuff that's not in your model? Is it overreacting to short term? Like, how do you how do you look at something like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely stuff that's not in my model. My model is not omniscient or omnipotent, omnipotent. for that matter. Omnipotent, all powerful. Um, it's not all powerful, and it's not it all impotent? knowing.
0: Maybe it's impotent.
1: It apparently, was impotent w- with regard to the Maryland Temple game, but. You know, I think they're probably, you know, I'm guessing there was a sharp group that was on Temple or something like that. But if you think about it, and, like, I know we hate getting into these narrative talk discussions, but, you know, Maryland is coming off this big win at home against Syracuse. They have a new coach, you know, after having blown out Howard, too. So they'd scored, like, they'd outscored their opponents, like, 150-something to, like, 10 or something like that. You know, probably, uh, you know, the... Analysts would say, oh, it's a, quote, letdown spot going on the road against a Temple team, which isn't a big name team, but it is a solid team nevertheless. You know, I mean, there's these are, you know, first year coach. These are college students. Um, The question is, do you think there was any inside information involved or do you think it was just somehow I was wrong on Maryland or wrong on Temple in terms of my numbers or matchup issues? Was there news? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of just taking a shot in the dark here, just throwing out a bunch of different things. Yeah, no, I I don't.
0: I don't know. Like, I always. That's one of the ones that, like, when you see something like that happen, you realize that there's people that do this that either know something that you don't know, or approach it in a much different way than you do. And obviously, the result makes you feel like okay, they are ahead of you. Whereas, I'm sure there are plenty of times where this happens, and 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 you know, your numbers or your side ends up being the right side. This is one glaring moment where that wasn't the case. So, I mean, we don't have to beat ourselves up about it, but I do think it's an interesting thing to sort of think about. Um, And I think one of the things that's interesting too is that that's a side. So when you told me like, okay, I like Maryland minus seven. It was this type of game that we don't normally have or that you don't normally have, meaning a road favorite of a relatively significant amount. Yep. And so sometimes when you see something like that, you actually like that from a standpoint of your model n- might naturally bias against something like that. So the fact that your model likes something like that, I sometimes find to be, you know, uh, like encouraging. I don't know if I'm thinking about that the wrong way, but like in baseball, we don't tend to have very many home favorites. Really? Yeah. That, that's
1: surprising because I feel like mo- like probably half of my volume is on home favorites. Really? Or maybe 40 something percent.
0: Yeah. I mean, when we get a home favorite, I'm pretty much like, oh, this is this is great.
1: Do you have more road favorites than home
0: favorites? More dogs than anything. Well, right. But, but I mean,
1: yeah. of the uh, favorites, um, are they split? No,
0: probably, probably, probably just as many as each, but mostly road dogs is what we tend to bet on.
1: Road Can we call them road Rufuses? Road
0: Rufi? Road Rufi? Is, is Rufi the plural of Rufus?
1: It is now. But so, by the way, did you see the DraftKings sportsbook tweet? Sorry to change the subject here, but I have to. I, I got to mention this. did they, 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 exactly they tweeted out something about, uh, you know, they had a dog making picks on the games. they were like, follow Rufus's
0: picks. It was Rufus the dog. We should get some some trademark for that or something.
1: Rufus you is the dog's know? name.
0: I guess I don't really have any any uh, reason to get anything from that. Yeah, but you you deserve some royalties. Call up. The, first of all they first they steal your money in the world are you going to do the new uh, the next one the world series the the sports betting whatever world series you know
1: game? i think i will just cuz why not
0: yeah depending on what kind of state i'm in from a from a working standpoint maybe i'll come meet you out there that weekend
1: that'd be fun new jersey it's a great time
0: can we do a joint entry together or do you want to be on your own
1: well it depends on what the overlay is i say we you know
0: Oh, if it's good, we'll do it, and then we just split it, split ours?
1: I don't think we should say these things on the podcast, though. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know what their terms and conditions will be next year. but
0: Yeah. Well, you realize that only seven people listen to our podcast, so it doesn't really matter what we say on our podcast. That's a good point. Do you want to talk about college games? ESPN did their top seven games this week um, that they think will have an impact on the college football playoff. Can you get? Can you guess what those games are? I bet you can guess. What um, I can go through
1: and try to, but, but but really quickly before, back to that whole Maryland Temple thing. I mean, I think my there are games where I'm going to be wrong like that, and I'm sure there are for you too, Jeff. Right, where you get bad line movement, like sometimes, you know, pretty extreme bad line movement. But it's you know, it's almost like you know, just because it's. 85 degrees in the middle of september I, I wish it was it isn't in boston like doesn't you know that's not on its own evidence that like or sorry just you know if it's like 45 degrees in september in boston it, that doesn't mean like global warming's not happening right it's just uh-huh. one it's one data like global warming could be seen from a bunch of data points overall
0: <laughs> i but, love i love that you <laughs> to illustrate a data thing with something that's like one of the hardest things to prove via data yeah well
1: <laughs> The point well, is, why don't
0: you go with something that's easier
1: The point is I feel like if I'm get as long as I'm getting good line movement in general and, and beating the closing line in general, that I'm not worried.
0: But Michael Swummer says that you don't need to beat the closing line. The closing line doesn't even matter in some respects. And he wants to come on the podcast to tell us
1: why. <laughs> okay, um, on to the onto the ESPN games. Let's see. Okay. I'll I'm guessing first, one of them okay. Go ahead. What do you think there? Uh, I was going to say Ohio State, but now they're playing Miami of Ohio. So
0: um, So you're 0 for 1. (laughs) I was just looking (laughs) for Michigan-Wisconsin. Okay, there we go. Michigan-Wisconsin. That's a great one to start with. That is the quintessential pseudo-analytical argument of recency bias where everyone's saying, oh, look ahead on this. Was Michigan was favored by close to a touchdown. Now with these first two games where Michigan has looked pretty mediocre and Wisconsin's look much better. Uh, Wisconsin's now a three and a half point favorite. I know one Sharp that I trust that's on Michigan's plus the three and a half. Is this Preston? I'm not saying who it is. I'm just saying there's a sharp that I know. I feel that's like you two, two are like yeah. butt Buddies. Butt buddies? That's that's just what's wrong with you? I don't know.
1: Both teams coming off a bye here.
0: So who do you, what so what do your numbers say?
1: My numbers have it is or Wisconsin minus four and a half. Whoa. So
0: So yeah, you disagree. And if this went down to three, you would probably take Michigan. No, sorry. If this went down to 3 you who'd probably take Wisconsin.
1: Also? No, that's not a big enough edge. Two and a half. It depends on the day on game day. Just as we were talking about, you know, that line movement, like if I have, you know, let's, if it was two and a half on Monday morning and I could get down a good position there, I would have taken, you know, I probably would have taken that, but Two and a half on game day, I don't think so. I'll, I can actually adjust the number in here and see what my predicted cover rate would be if it was uh, if it was actually game day.
0: Okay, let's move on from that. I'd
1: have his positive though.
0: Next game, Rufus. Okay, the next game is going to be
1: Auburn Texas A&M.
0: Very good. That we have is A and M minus three and a half over Auburn. A M coming off a wonderful backdoor cover against Clemson. Auburn has looked sort of substandard, sub even though they're three and zero. What are your so what are your so? Numbers?
1: A&M's coming off a buy here, then, and I guess Auburn is not. Right. Um, or no, no. A M is not coming off a buy. Never
0: mind. Didn't they?
1: Well, it says zero on my data sheet, but
0: hold on and m just they beat probably Lamar. A, yeah, they, it might as well they be. A bye, Lamar but
1: they, they beat them 63. 62-3. They, they should get some buy credit probably. They but.
0: beat Texas State 41-7. They backdoor covered against Clemson, but played pretty good D to only give up 24 points to Clemson. And then uh, 62-3, they beat Lamar. Now they enter against Auburn.
1: Yeah, I make it A&M minus five.
0: Okay. so Yeah, where do you have it? Uh, I told you. you, you
1: Your model's me. not ready, but if
0: it was ready. No, we don't have a college pregame okay. model. How many times? Oh, I just, just, it's so, just second remember, half. Remember I just used, when I beat you last year by just using my gut? Using narratives yeah. and shit?
1: It's not fair. Your uh, gut's bigger than mine.
0: So, okay. Um, I do have a big gut. Uh, okay, next one, Rufus. So, no, no play there. No play there. No play there. So boring so far. Uh,
1: Notre Dame and Georgia.
0: Okay, very good. And this one is interesting because it's such a big spread, right? And, it is. Here's and Notre the Dame,
1: Notre Dame was a, it was in the college football playoff last year.
0: They were, they were. How did they do? They got killed. Oh, right.
1: And it, it looks, looks like it looks like ESPN likes them, doesn't it?
0: It looks like this game opened at eleven and a half. I don't know where that was, and moved up to fourteen and a half. I'm on my handy action network um, app, which is actually a very good app for looking at this kind of stuff. So we'll give them crap about their, some of their content and things like that, but the actual app is really good at displaying the, the data of this sort.
1: I agree with that. It
0: is. Agree? Agree. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I, I make the game actually 14 and a half. So huh. I would have taken 11 and a half if I had gotten that early, but I was not in on the party.
0: That must have been quite a party. Okay, so next. There was,
1: are there um, Utah
0: and USC? Uh, is that possible? I, think I mean, it's one of theirs. I'm looking right now. Yeah, Utah USC is one.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's a game I do have a play on. I, I like Whoa. USC. And you know their even, quarterback.
0: Even taking into account the backup quarterback is yeah, the but their
1: quarterback? backup quarterback um, Slovis was he's a true freshman. And he actually had a you chance. Know who coached him in high school. I don't know. He was from Arizona. Do
0: you know? Kurt Warner.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. That's okay. They,
0: that's what they say. I mean, so he has God on his side. So that's screw true. all you guys. You
1: think God got um, JT Daniels hurt?
0: <laughs> no, JT Daniels got hurt in a horrific tackled ACL.
1: But I, I think Slovis will be the starter next year. I think I think Daniels has played his last snap as a. Whoa. starting quarterback at USC. If he Hot if he plays again it'll Rufus. be because because of an injury. I think Slovis Slovis was a 3-star recruit. Um Daniels was i believe a 4-star recruit, but Slovis was 3-star, but No, he, I don't think Daniels, There was an, think an open was a recruit. I, I'll tell you this so, though. Right, like there was an open quarterback competition at USC this past spring, which says a lot. It says they weren't they weren't just giving it to Daniels. Back.
0: I thought Daniels well, was for sure in and the the, the, the competition. The other
1: guy that transferred yeah, yeah, but guess what? The, Slovis, Slovis beat the other guy out for the yeah, number two job. True. Like, the, 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 the guy true. was the third, I think, was number three or four on the depth chart after okay, that. I, I don't here, even remember the guy. Where do you
0: make this line?
1: So, I'm just saying, uh, I make it um, one.
0: And the fact that you were aware that USC has a backup quarterback in is um, is a rarity, so I'm happy about that.
1: Well, I had to convince my my partner that we should be on, like, I mean, that we shouldn't, I guess that we should be on USC against Stanford, and that it wasn't a huge downgrade back like two weeks ago when they played Stanford, when they both, when USC and Stanford both had their quarterbacks out. Yeah, I don't know. I was that. like, this is not worth six points. I'm like, this is worth like two to three points at most. And then Slovis like played really freaking well. And I actually watched part of the oh, game. So.
0: Slovis had that one pass that was, no, that was actually in the, uh, sorry, that was in the BYU, BYU game?
1: Yeah, probably BYU. I didn't actually see the BYU game.
0: No, not the BYU game. The game, the game they played before the Stanford game. Whoever that was, I, mean. I I don't know. Anyways, uh, um. No, okay, St- so
1: that's that's four games, huh?
0: Fresno State game. Sorry, just wanted to let everyone know that I actually do know what I'm Fresno doing. State.
1: Uh, that's four games. Is that right? I'm gonna go. The next one is Washington BYU. Is that right? Uh,
0: I don't believe that's one of the games, but I will check. Yes, that is one of the
1: games. It is. I mean, I, I don't know how you can have two Pac-12 games that you say have any legitimate national championship. Um. Or college football playoff consequences. don't you
0: worry. They have three Pac-12 games.
1: I will shit on the Pac-12 continuously because it's not a good conference. Okay. Um, Yeah, so Washington is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite at the moment that has gone up a little bit, and I think rightfully so. I have it as an eight-point spread.
0: Ooh. I thought you didn't think Washington was very good. You just must think BYU. No,
1: I was on Washington against... Who are they on? Who did they play a few weeks ago?
0: Cal. I don't know. They I feel lost. like
1: I laid a price. Did they play against Hawaii?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's. Who I was against on them against Hawaii. I think. Um, I don't. Know, or, or even if I wasn't on, like I, I had the price higher than than the market.
0: They they just beat Hawaii fifty two to twenty as okay. a twenty one and a half point favorite. Yeah, that, that's. So good. you probably had them because they had just lost to Cal twenty to nineteen as a thirteen and a half point favorite.
1: Yeah. Oh, I had them against Cal too. So okay. Not good.
0: Uh, So you don't really show any value there?
1: No value there. And is there really another Pac-12 game here that we haven't hit? There is one. Pac-12 after dark? Oregon-Stanford? Yep. Is Oregon considered a national title contender?
0: Well, whoever wins the Pac-12 theoretically could make the playoff. This. Theoretically. Could, yeah. could, yeah. could. Theoretically. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. The theory. There's, no, there's no room for theory here. This is sports. Okay. So Oregon so is a 10.5 point favorite in that game. Yep. On the road in Palo Alto. So what say you, Rufus the dog?
1: I, I say it should be a 14 point spread.
0: Oh, so you actually like Oregon a little? Yeah.
1: I don't think I have a bet on it.
0: Oregon? I have under. I have the under. Ooh what number did you get for the under i got you probably moved that shit. 59. you're just like david miller or whatever his name is who just moves shit and then just tags us in every post and i get the brunt of it what is it what did you have as the
1: number what do i make what do i personally make it i make it 55. um I, i i got under 59. oh
0: it's 57 and a half now chris yeah but Oregon is minus 10.5, minus 107, Rufus. Yeah,
1: that's, that's you know, we're getting, right. we're getting closer. We're getting closer. If it gets down to minus 10, maybe.
0: Hmm. Why don't you
1: just buy the point? Because that's what Kelly and Vegas would say to do, right? <laughs> uh,
0: next bet. Uh, Although you're not like, if, you, if you're
1: buying the point at like a place like Pinnacle or something, you know, you're not, it's not as bad as people, as it is in like, Vegas where they're charging you probably like, I mean, I think they're charging what 10 cents on most points except for the, well, the key you numbers.
0: Know you know what's where interesting? like
1: going from like a seven and a half to an eight is worth like very, very little. And so you're, you know, but, but where, books that where they actually scale it properly. Yes. They're taking a little cut, but you know, they're making it, it's costing you like six cents. Whereas it truly should be like four and a half cents or something like
0: that. So, you know, what's interesting, Rufus is like, how do you think Chris decides whether what to show because you know you can always just adjust like you said you can buy points and you could buy things down from minus 120 to minus 110 and and but they they they'll make the predominant line the minus 120 line and do you think if they're they've found that by doing that they're able to influence the market one way that's a really good question i'm not sure I, i i'm guessing that there's it's
1: inertia like if it's at six and a half or something you know and then they get a bet and then they move it to like minus 116 you know that i think they will keep it there until it reaches a point where someone says okay we can, i think we can go to 7 now i think we want more money i think we're interested in getting more money bet at this line of 7 i'm i'm guessing cuz cuz i do think not everybody that bets knows that they can um, that they can get that alternate spread yeah right and so i do think that by setting it to a certain number they're pretty much ensuring that the bulk of their volume comes in at that number
0: yeah i would agree yeah um one more game rufus one more game that was the last one that was six you got, you got one more that was oh, there's seven yeah
1: oh who could it be lsu vandy no no i mean because that's not
0: a good game but um There's a conference that normally figures into the national championship. Yeah, I know it's SEC. No, there's another conference that normally figures into the national championship. The Big Ten. No. The Big Twelve. There you go. Yay! Uh, What four tries? It, um, it can't be the the Power Five conferences. So you're you're gonna hit it sooner or later. Eventually. Although you could say the independents because Notre Dame's been in there a couple times. Fair point.
1: Um. Is it the Texas game? Yeah. Texas has a loss. And Oklahoma State isn't very good.
0: Okay. Well, well, until proven otherwise, Oklahoma is the team to beat in the Big 12, but the winner of this game will be best positioned to challenge the Sooners in the conference championship game. I guess. can't afford to lose again.
1: Well, obviously, you, you can never afford to lose if you have one loss in college football.
0: Unless you're LSU. Didn't they almost make it once with two losses? I think
1: somebody did make it with two losses. It was maybe Ohio State, like in 2014. I think it might have been it. The Cardale Jones year.
0: Love I love Cardale Jones. Irregardless. Uh, Irregardless,
1: I, I'm very boring. I make this game six, and I believe the mark, like 6.03. So,
0: What's the line? Very,
1: very close. I think the line is six.
0: That's oh, then I you it. got a little bit of value, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Minus one hundred. Oh, the, the, the line is five as I'm looking at it as I currently look. Which book? Uh, I think this is Chris. Okay. I'm looking on the Action Network app, actually, but I have it set to Chris because you can set it to whatever sports book you want. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty, cool. pretty cool. You can have a default to whatever sports book you can basically set it up in the in the uh in the settings.
1: So you can like default it to Bovada Square Line if you want.
0: Um I don't think you can do that. You can probably just do Bovada, so that's not helpful for me because I only get the Bovada square lines, which is what they display. Okay.
1: Yeah. So oh, right, I, I think it. that was pretty boring. There was like really nothing there. <laughs> Great segment, Chef. Great idea. It
0: wasn't. It wasn't. It was sort of interesting though. I don't know. We can see. We can. People can tell us whether they thought that was stupid or not. I did do my game grades, and I tweeted this out earlier today. Because yeah, I what I like that... things I thought was interesting is is, okay, Western Michigan was in the top in your game grades. Yeah, They play Syracuse this week, and a certain Sharp I know had Syracuse minus six on the opener. That line has already gone down to Syracuse minus, I think, four and a half, and probably because there are people that agree with you that Western Michigan may be playing better than people thought. Um, yeah. I loaded
1: I, I loaded up at Western Michigan six and a half. Oh, there you so go. That is now down to five. Yeah, I make no, it's it four and a half. It's four and a half. Four up and a half. Wow. Five.
0: As, as David Miller says, it's the sharpest. Chris is the sharpest book in the world. So if you can bet there and move lines, that means you're the sharpest human being in the world. Is that what he said? no he didn't say the second part i made that up
1: well that's Um, like the the schwimmer quote where he said if you can if if you can beat the market like if you if you can win it all
0: we do on this podcast is talk about spanky schwimmer and now david miller well the
1: the schwimmer thing is a very recent development because that's kind of been the the, the twitter world has been a pitter is that the right word twitter (laughs) twitter Uh, it has been a twitter over over this um With without, yeah, the critical reception has not been particularly positive, but you know, of what, of the Jambo stuff, just judging by the comments, but that's because there's a bunch of haters and losers, right. That are
0: commenting. Yeah, we should probably try to get some. So maybe what we'll do is we'll get some Jambo customers on our podcast to talk about their experience and trying to get down on some of the stuff. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't. They, they, yeah. Anyways, um, so you yeah, had. Like Western half. Michigan. You left with Western Michigan. Interesting. One point seven.
1: That's what I make it.
0: So it's a sharp on. Sh- it's a sharp on sharp battle. It's a sharp on sh- sharp, sharp on sharp. Sharp on sharp. Although yeah.
1: it's it's a battle. Well, yeah, he got minus six. I got plus six and a half. So.
0: <laughs> so maybe you middle that, but now that it's four and a half
1: is he loading here's the question is your unidentified sharp gonna bet syracuse minus four and a half is he i don't,
0: I don't think so would you
1: think. if you were on that maryland temple game and you could have gotten minus four and a half at post after having late seven would you have added to your position
0: um can we not talk about it
1: did did you add to your position a little <laughs> that bit may not,
0: that may not be just a hypothetical
1: <laughs> i i added a little at five i'm not gonna lie
0: i added some at four and a half <laughs> yeah i may have also added some at halftime so whatever uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's not talk about okay it. let's not talk about that the catastro- the catastrophe that was that game Um. Uh, anyways uh okay uh moving on uh you want to move on to nfl yeah let's do it uh do you run any future stuff for nfl or not yet i did
1: not i i've been kind of can you, uh, you? I've been doing, doing some R and D this week. I've I've really I've been working on trying to integrate the player specific stuff to kind of fold like in a more um, in a more logical way into the mass Peabody body
0: stuff. So last year we lit a bunch of money on fire um, by betting on value in the divisions, or I lit a bunch of money on fire when I bet on your uh, your thoughts around the division, which was exciting. For so I don't mind lighting on, lighting on fire there because. You know, whatever. Um, there is some notion that the Buccaneers might have some value in the NFC South. Do you think that's true?
1: Um, Do you have any way to
0: run your numbers for what, the, what they are?
1: Uh, unfortunately, I cannot run it in the next 15 seconds. <laughs> and that's actually uh, going to be one where I need to you know, I'll have to, you know in, integrate this? into the sim, putting in a how I how guess, about you run timetable how about for you Drew run Brees' return.
0: How about you run it before Sunday and you tweet it out?
1: Okay, I can do that.
0: So, so, just so Jeff, follow. we're we're gonna
1: let you set some parameter estimates here. So, we're gonna have to estimate Drew Brees', um timetable for his return.
0: So Ooh. we can
1: say like we have a X probability that he comes back in week six and whatever week seven or.
0: Why do I have to do that? That's I don't know.
1: Hard. I think you know wisdom of the the crowds. In this case, our crowd is two, and you you have more wisdom than I do since you're older than me.
0: I don't have a lot of wisdom in the Drew Brees situation. I did see him in a cast today on ESPN. So, with that data point in mind, um, I think they said like five to six weeks, right? So, can we talk about um, the dumpster fire that was the NFL pregame betting for me last week?
1: Hey, it was also for me.
0: Really? Good for you. Good for you.
1: Um, I think our good friend Rob Pozzola, I saw him tweet out. The I know. Fact he said he never had a bet. Day
0: ever. I was like, yeah. what a fucking asshole. What what what's the lesson there? Are are we that all are we dumb? Sharp, is, he, is he smart? smart? I've done myself as sharp at this point. In the uh, certainly not in the NFL. <laughs> NFL's <is> so hard. <laughs> I feel like everything that you think about in betting sports is the opposite in the NFL. No. Yeah. Um Okay, so some of the things that we – let's just recap some of the things we had last week. I, I had Tennessee minus the three against Indy, uh, Indy one outright. There was like a small window of time when it looked like Tennessee might cover. And then I also had Oakland uh, plus the seven against Kansas City, and they would have covered with the exception of about five minutes of game time in which they allowed um, – 28 points. Yeah, the, the – 31? Or 28 points, so what? No big deal. Um. So 0 for 2 last week. Um, were, were those the picks you gave had, out on the podcast? Or those did you I, I mean I guess you, no, you had I gave other picks platform. as well, right? Uh yeah, let me see. Yeah, I had a few other picks.
1: Did uh, you take the dolphins?
0: Uh, I took them small. I didn't want to take them, but I kind of felt like that was just too many points on the road. And so yes, yeah, so I took them small just because I felt like I needed to have something on them at that at that number. Do you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. I, I couldn't not do it because I'm like if if you really believe in. But then obviously it was a it was a dumpster fire mess. Uh, what else did I have? I had some Cincy plus two against San Francisco. That line closed at minus one, so I had a lot of line value there. I had some Giants plus, uh, I think, one and a half or two and a half against Buffalo. We know how that worked out. And I had some Pittsburgh minus four or minus three and a half in that game. We how that worked out.
1: I've, I've literally had every single bet with the exception of the Seattle-Pittsburgh where I was on Seattle, but I was on all those same sides as you were. I think I got yeah. Cincy at plus three maybe early.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was definitely line value in all um, almost all of these, I think, um, which just shows you that closing line value, as Michael Schremer says, means nothing. Exactly. Uh, did you have Detroit? I did not have Detroit. I,
1: I did have Detroit. That was good, and I had, I had Washington, I believe. Unfortunately, and I had. New Orleans, which did not turn out well either, but I, and I had Tampa Bay and I Wait, had,
0: New Orleans was giving was getting less than eighteen.
1: New Orleans was they only plus, plus two. I'm
0: just kidding. I'm just
1: kidding, oh, Okay, I was like, I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, that
1: was very, that was a really funny joke, Jeff.
0: Yeah, hilarious. Like most of my jokes, hilarious. Uh, so funny. So what that, do you think about? What do you think? Is this just like I got to go on Tony Kornheiser tomorrow morning and Sing For My Sins, um, like short-term variance anomaly, or something happening in the NFL right now?
1: Well, it seems like a lot of the – I mean, it seems – after week one, we sort of scream, it's one game. That's what we all – that's what at least we said last week, I believe. Or that's certainly what I was thinking if I didn't say it. And so you don't overreact to one game. But in general, the teams that were good week one were also good week two for the most part. I mean – you saw like, you know, the Giants were bad week one, bad week two. Buffalo was good and good. Well,
0: Tennessee was um, good week one, bad week two. So,
1: that, But Dallas, very good week one, very good week
0: two. Yeah, Patriots. You
1: had good week San Francisco, two. good both. I, I'm get, I'm, I sort of mean like the surprise teams. Got it. So Buffalo, I guess the, people didn't expect this, Buffalo to be this, good, but they played easy teams. This
0: is a silly analysis.
1: I think it actually does mean something and so I think that as a result you have teams that have overperformed two straight games now and so oh so then look this kind of dovetails back. into week three and I've, I've found a lot more value them. this week I think this is an underdog week at least I, I tend to like I, I like a ton of underdogs this week which is not unusual for me but there are more than usual
0: um, with the exception
1: of tonight's game which we may get or may not get the podcast released before then but but I very much like Tennessee
0: I figured you would yeah um, even though yeah. I hate well, betting against Garner. maybe if it doesn't get released in time you can tweet it out who knows um, okay so basically in your analysis there would be an opportunity to go against some of these overperforming teams that have overperformed a couple weeks in a row. So maybe we like Cincy this week plus the six against Buffalo. I'd assume you like that.
1: The Cincy plus six. I, I do actually, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then it's not a
1: huge value. I mean I make it with all my lines combined and all that, I make it four. But I, I took it,
0: you know, earlier in the week. What was it earlier in the week?
1: Six. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't like it as much now. I kinda of thought that there'd be some I thought there'd be some line movement. And There's still maybe, I think that's the one game that I bet where I have not gotten positive line movement. Well, that in Miami.
0: <laughs> um, what about so then what you? The problem with the San Francisco betting against San Francisco is you got Mason Rudolph. It's yeah, wild card, but
1: that's one where uh, it feels like I don't know for whatever reason my gut says that Pittsburgh's going to be okay with Mason Rudolph, but my numbers don't say that at least um, actually the, the player level model kind of likes Pittsburgh there, but the, the regular Massey Peabody that uh, that just knows that Rudolph um, hasn't what, what does he have like has very little gameplay under his belt and uh, coming in for a backup for, for Roethlisberger who I had Roethlisberger probably higher than the market. So that's probably part of it, but um, but the regular Massive buddy makes it an eight and a half point spread. So I'm, I'm just laying off that game entirely. Like putting everything together, I make it 6.3. Got it. Do you like Pittsburgh there? Do you think that's an overreaction to San Fran playing? Um, I mean, they played Tampa and they played Cincinnati. And they.
0: Well, so I'm a little biased, obviously, because I know I have good friends in the 49ers front office. So I kind of fundamentally believe in them. I, I believe Shanahan is a really good coach. I believe even though they hadn't really shown results, the team was going in the right direction, and then they're finally healthy this year. Um, And they've looked really good the first two games, and now they get to come home against a Pittsburgh team that hasn't looked particularly good. But that's why you're getting close to a touchdown here. Um, I would probably take Pittsburgh at seven. I don't think I would take them at six and a half.
1: Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, Let's see here.
0: Then, are there any other games of that sort? I bet you. The like o
1: and two versus. There's a lot of 0 two two and O's. You got Miami, Dallas. You got Jets, New
0: England, of course.
1: You have. What about those
0: two big spreads? Do you like Miami and the Jets in both of those? Do I like those two big spreads? Of course, you like. Of course, those big I do. Spreads.
1: And Jeff, I was doing some market research before our podcast. I was listening to um to the RJ Bell podcast before. Uh, on walking to lunch and they were they were talking about that new england jets game and i learned a lot about narratives (laughs) so because new england's results the first two weeks are entirely explainable because the week one like you know they had the revenge game against pittsburgh week two they had an incentive to blow out miami given their history and their problems winning there plus blowing them out would kind of distract from the antonio brown saga whereas now this week they don't want to blow out because it would be a, a distraction to the team, and they don't want to get the Jets um, give the Jets extra motivation. Plus, Bill Belichick doesn't have any anima like any animus towards Adam Gase, which although Adam Gase was the coach of the Dolphins who beat the Patriots, but <laughs> but I, that part wasn't really included.
0: Why would he? He doesn't have any animosity towards Miami. Brian Flores coached for him last year.
1: Yeah, I mean it. But that's not part of the narrative, Jeff.
0: Okay. Uh, and let's move on from I that thought on. it was a fascinating listen though. I what was about like, wow, Denver, do people
1: actually handicap this way? <laughs> like what you about
0: could in Green Bay.
1: But wait, I like the Jets.
0: Okay. We're on the I, same I, side. I think it was clear that you liked both of those big underdogs there.
1: But so what do you so what do you think about the fact that we have two games with spreads of twenty one and a half or higher? in the same week when i think think i've
0: had i think it's i think it's counter to what you said which is that everyone's much more bunched up i mean you've said that the last two years and here we are with two plus three touchdown spreads in the nfl yeah can i
1: take that back can i can i walk that statement back like
0: yeah you can my priors were bunched up again next season they're they're
1: not my they were bunched at the time according to my priors but obviously i was wrong
0: right so, I bought I mean, my son a book on Bayesian probability, by the way. Bayesian probability for babies. That's amazing. Is it a
1: pic, audio book, picture book?
0: It's like a picture book with words, and it talks about the probability of a cookie having candy in it um, by, when you take a bite. <laughs> and the, the priors are like how many... Can, how many anyways, I'll, 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 I'll tweet out a picture of it. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Sounds like it. It's, it's pretty good. It's about like priors and probability and Bayesian statistics. So speaking of priors and Bayesian statistics,
1: we do have like the, you know, 20 plus point underdogs don't really have a great track record, but they're also don't have much of a track record at all. Would you sort of say any sort of market bias in the past uh, should be factored in at all? Do you think there's, I mean, is 20 simply too high for any two NFL teams playing? um and there's just too much uncertainty that the market I mean, I isn't able to I pick up fun. fundamentally
0: i don't fundamentally see a reason why like these two teams should be that much worse than any nfl team ever right i mean i guess the problem with the jets is they you know just lost their you know, they, they basically got no quarterback, right? And that's the situation. But that happened. But Luke, Luke Falk actually
1: played decent. Yes, he was just checking it down. He I was know, like 20 but, but for 25 for like 180 yards or something. But, I mean, that's not awful yards per attempt. They were playing from behind. But I don't think that the Jets weren't were as, nearly as bad as the Dolphins.
0: Right. I think that's for sure true. But even the Dolphins probably aren't as bad as the Dolphins have looked. I mean.
1: Wait, Ryan time. Fitzpatrick is their quarterback, and he can make magic happen.
0: We know this. Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic. Do you think they traded Fitzpat Minka Fitzpatrick because they didn't want to have two Fitzpatricks on their team?
1: Do you think it's it's like a double net? Well, no, actually. Uh, well, that that math metaphor went really badly. I was going to say a double negative makes a positive, but actually, that's why they want to keep them both.
0: Well, a double or a double positive negative. doesn't make a negative. A negative See, it doesn't does
1: work. Right, right. But but two good players, or I mean, Fitzpatrick's not a good player, but I don't know. So it says you. Well, if you have a negative and a positive, that equals a negative. But then if you have just a negative, that also equals a negative. See, it doesn't okay. work at all. Okay.
0: Um, should we give some some real picks?
1: Yeah, but we, you, you never even answered my question, really. I mean, I guess you said that
0: that these are – and you, you, your answer was basically these I are NFL I teams. Don't. They have NFL rosters. I don't think there's any reason. I think those lines are too high. And Do I the dolphins they, break the system? Like are they think, just no I don't think so. and I, I don't think you can say that yet. I think you have a situation where the narrative is that they are tanking in the NFL, right which you know, maybe Brian Flores in that organization is so far advanced that they're going to be the first real tankers in the NFL from from week one to try to get um, is Trevor Lawrence coming out this year? Does he... I can't...
1: Forget no, no, no. It's Tua and Justin so, Herbert. Yeah, and there isn't Robert even Morris, a clear-cut
0: Robert number Morris one, one among those two. He still can't even come out. It's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so he... Um, so they're, they're, you know... If that's true, well, maybe... maybe. But even if that were true, that doesn't mean they have to lose games by as much as they are.
1: And offload young talent like Mika Fitzpatrick. Because I think what you want is a good core... And, I mean, kind of what the Browns did. They had kind of a core, but they didn't—they couldn't put it together. They didn't have a quarterback. They couldn't actually win games, and they were able to get high draft picks and then trade them down to get more picks, which is generally the right way of doing it. Then the general manager got fired, and they ended up having a good overall number one pick in Mayfield, we think.
0: Yeah, he hasn't played great this year, though. No. Um,
1: and, and the Browns, I still have them rated as a like average-ish
0: team. Okay. Well... Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that in both of those, I definitely like the the, the underdogs with the big spread there. I, I mean, it's like, you, you know, it's, like, it's the constant thing in the NFL. It's like no one wants to get in front of these big freight trains. But if you do, that's where the value is. And that's those are three touchdowns in the NFL is an absurd amount of points.
1: Did, did Preston really parlay the two um, money lines? I saw a tweet. I think there was a misprint though, because it had him getting thirteen to one odds on a parlay.
0: Well, I think that that I think that book, whatever book it was, had like a limit on payout on parlays or something. I think that's what he was. That's
1: asking. what the tweet was.
0: That's what he was trying to get at. Ah, I um, mean, but the okay. I thought it was like a hundred dollar bet to
1: win thirteen hundred or something.
0: What do you think? What do you make the Rams Browns game? That's an interesting one. Um, that's one where I kind of.
1: Definitely have some differences in my models, but I make it two actually no, I don't. I don't have differences because I'm one model like the the player model is high on both the Rams and the Browns. So I, I make the line two. So no real value there. No value. That's basically the the late games, the second half of the board I don't show any value on. All my values in the top of the board.
0: Do you like the Broncos?
1: I I got them a little bit at eight. Um, I make it six point four. So, you know, I made some adjustments after like, um, and and they're not quite. I mean, it was I had it a little lower before some adjustments. So, I would not take it at seven, obviously, or seven and a half, really. And I just got down a little bit. I got it eight when it was a little slightly off market.
0: Right, righty o. Okay, so
1: um, do we want to go down here? Like, do you some of these other underdogs? You have a bunch of games where it's about a touchdown, like four in a row on the slate. Right. I mean, you have Detroit, Philly, which Philly. I didn't watch the game, but they have injuries. Philly's down. They're a, pretty billy
0: Five and a half. So I would think. I would think Philly. There'd be some value on Philly, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: Well, I I got um I got seven and a half and seven mostly seven on Detroit, right? So I'm I'm locked in there. I make it four point four. Whoa, low. Yeah, uh, Baltimore. What about Baltimore, KC?
0: That's an interesting one. Um, I would think that you would like Baltimore. You have Baltimore rated pretty high this year. I feel like. Yes,
1: or I did after that first game and, and they've kind of come back down to earth a little bit I actually had Arizona with a higher game grade than they did um, than Baltimore last week
0: But that's relative to competition, right? So yes. it's yes. gonna be easier for them to have a better game grade
1: That doesn't mean they actually play better, right? Um, yeah, I, I make it 4.7. So I, I got in at plus seven um, But I'm not taking anything less than plus seven there Man, you have mur- you've murdered the market of value well, you know, all the people that call me out for like getting down early on NFL, I mean, you can actually build up sizable positions. You can get, you know, 20,000 plus easily on on a Monday and Tuesday in the NFL.
0: That's a sizable position for you and you only, but David Miller puts down a lot more money than that. True. He just scoffs at you.
1: What I, what I really like in this game was the under, um, I got under 55 I think yesterday i don't know where well, is i didn't that know it down it to
0: 52 i may have gotten some
1: 55 also did you that's a big movement i wasn't sure that that was actually going to move down that hard just because i didn't think I feel like there'd be enough public a move. that is a very big move
0: i didn't even know that it was 52 until i looked at it now that's there's easy i'm showing 30
1: percent chance of rain that might be part of it but i think at this point maybe that's probably too soon to
0: call oh, come on that's a that's a big that's basically people saying like That number was set way too high.
1: I think it was set too high. I I just think that the question is people.
0: I mean, you and your friends and other people that bet it. I guess
1: there's not enough public. I mean, I think there might be that number might go up a little bit because there's could be some public action coming in late, um, but
0: not much. So Alabama's still at plus two thirty. If anyone wants to bet them as a non sequitur, there, that's a good bet. Did you did you take Atlanta against Indy? Did I take Atlanta against? At I did not. That's. I thought
1: like the, that? Yeah, I got it. I thought three was too high. Um, that's one. That's Atlanta's the team that, you know, shows the biggest discrepancy between sort of the team level model and the player level.
0: they have good people at skill positions. They
1: have good people at no. Well, I think the you know Wide the receiver, quarterback.
0: Wide receiver do doesn't matter as much. Do you know who their quarterback is? Matt Ryan. Yay! Yeah, two first names. Okay, how about this one? Carolina against the Cardinals. But, so Cam Newton's probably not going to play, right? That's that's it's kind Kyle of the, the word on the street,
1: and so it'll it's be Kyle right. Allen, but somehow the game's still on the board? Uh, like Kyle or is Ryan's it? A, oh, I guess it's moved. Okay, I guess New- I see Arizona minus two and a half, which means that Kyle Allen
0: must have been announced as in. There's so still I, a chance yeah. probably that, that Cam could play, right? I mean, Cam is just this behemoth dude that could decide to play. No, I don't think so. Um, I So I made it before the injury
1: 3.5, Carolina minus 3.5, and, and the market was Carolina minus 2.5. So the question is how big of an adjustment is it going to be? And I'll have to run the numbers to see. I have not done so yet. Unfortunately, there's not just one little thing I can do and say like, oh, this is how much this guy's worth. I have to run how some much, code. How
0: much does your model actually like Cam Newton? Um decent
1: amount i mean they okay he's an above average quarterback hmm. so let's see he would rank around like the 12th best quarterback in football that sounds pretty reasonable doesn't it
0: sure i mean if he's healthy sure um okay let's make some picks and then get out of here okay i feel I like we've just literally picks. gone through
1: all, most of these games
0: yeah but which are our official bet the process podcast picks? Were you zero two lot O What were my picks last week?
1: Do we remember? I think one of them was Miami. Did you take Washington or did I? No.
0: I think you took the Giants.
1: I took the Giants. Uh, I think I was zero two. There's no way I wasn't zero yeah. two
0: because
1: I definitely didn't pick Seattle. I'm
0: am I'm, I'm one. I think we're both one and three so far this season. So let's let's just say we're both one and three so far.
1: Okay, we can do that.
0: Um, you can pick a college game in your two games if you want.
1: Well, didn't I do two college games every week also? Yeah, you did. What were my? I don't remember my college games last week, Um, so, except Maryland.
0: Maryland. Should please keep track of our picks for us because we're apparently not good at keeping track. Of it. Yeah. And Rufus refuses to ever listen to our podcast. Okay, I'm taking the Bengals plus the six as one of my picks. So there.
1: Jeff, you got to talk in the microphone too if you want us to hear your picks.
0: I'm I, I, taking the Bengals plus the six against oh, the Bills. You're preempting me. Well, you, you get to
1: decide. You get. I, I give you all my lines, and then you get no, to is decide. That
0: good? Is that okay. good? No, we. I like that one. before <laughs> you gave me your lines, dude.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm. Let's see. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I kind of. I'm gonna go with the Jets plus, which right now is at plus twenty two
0: plus 22 against new england yep uh nice i like that um i am going to go with carolina plus two and a half against arizona okay there's a stopper
1: kind of i'm trying to decide whether i want to go with the giants here or go with miami miami's a Better pick according to my numbers, and you I know need winning You should,
0: week. You should just te- do a teaser of the Dolphins and the Jets. No, just kidding.
1: I should parlay them. Parlay them. Parlay the money lines. Parlays are good if you have edges. Then they magnify your edges. I, I'm going to take. I, I'm going to do it. I hate to do this, but I'm going to take – it's up to 23 again. I'm going to take – it. well, actually, plus 23, minus 117. It's 23 at, juiced. Let's say – let's call it 22 because Pinnacle's 22. It looks like uh, – sorry, 22 and a half. Sorry. We'll call it 22 and a half. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus 22 and a half.
0: I mean, someone's got to take the Giants, right, against this, the Buccaneers.
1: I, I, I took them. I took them Did at you, plus you seven. Them at seven. I got them at seven before the injury, which makes it a little bit worse, believe it or not but I make the game 4.6. So what injury, not injury, sorry. Eli Manning the benching. benching the benching of the yeah. hopefully non hall of fame quarterback.
0: <laughs> okay. So you're going to take Miami. We'll give them to you at 22 and a half. Is that okay? Or what do you, what do you want? Yeah. twenty two and a half. Okay, 22 and a half and a half. All right. You want to pick out your college games? Yeah,
1: let's do that. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, just because it's a marquee game, I'm gonna go with USC as the first one, and I'm gonna check for the current line. These three lines, by half. the way, are gonna be as of what, three fifteen PM Eastern time on Thursday. So it's, it's three, three and a half. Three and a half minus one thirteen. It's three and a half minus one oh one at Pinnacle though. So I, I think we but can I bet confidently. Like widely, say, I bet like widely you could find three three and a half for sure. There's you know. five dimes at four, Bovada square line plus four and a half. Um, yeah, three and a half. We'll go, we'll go USC plus three and a half. And available. my second pick I'm going to take is going to be Pitt plus 11 Ooh. against UCF. Pitt with, um, you know, their coach does not know math, but I'm hoping that math isn't that, that the math is not nearly as complicated this week. For those of you who don't know, he kicked a field goal down seven with, from the opponent's one yard line with like five minutes to go and his his rationale was you need two scores to win
0: well, you do you need a field goal <laughs> you need can't you can't, can't down a two point conversion point. you can't yeah. assume the extra point
1: okay we're calling that a second score um, You're, know, and, 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 and by the way, right. then they missed then they missed the eighteen yard field goal so
0: we we talked about this though right if if the whole point is to win the game and not go to overtime. You know, from the one yard line.
1: You're at the one yard line though.
0: <laughs> I know. It's, it's yeah, pretty absurd. It, it
1: was pretty that that's that's pretty blatant. And there's a lot of bad decisions. I mean, there were a lot of bad decisions this week. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, I think, kicked three field goals inside the like five or ten. And he's supposed to be this, you know, offensive savant, but these offensive savants like like Sean McVay as well, are like uber conservative when it comes to field goal kicking.
0: He's an offensive savant. See what I did there? I do. <laughs> See what I did there nailed it okay Jeff, you're uh, on your game today
1: guys uh that's your that's a wrap that's that the process for the week so we'll talk to you guys next week